start off the podcast on quite possibly one of my favorite albums to come out this year and I fucking listened to no pressure by logic for like three months straight by for three fucking months I was like I gotta listen to uh to, I, I love that album I love no pressure so much but then I was super late to the folklore party and then uh, I wasn't too late for uh evermore I just put it to you like that I've been kind of going on and on and on about T-Swizzle. Man, is she a great artist. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. I am 24. This is pod. This is my podcast, excuse me, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast. A little bit unorthodox today as I do a little bit of some sum on my computer. A little bit unorthodox today, primarily because, hold on, my chains are fucking choking the shit out of me. I got two chains on. Can you hear that? I got two chains on. They are choking the shit out of me. Oh my God. It's like, it feels like I'm wearing a goddamn tie. Anyways, um, a little bit of an unorthodox little show today. A little bit of clarification Two things, right? We're going to have seven podcasts this weekend. That's pretty much a full podcast schedule slated for this weekend. We're going to have four uh, college football games, excuse me, and then we're going to have three NFL games on Sunday. They're all being cast. It's not like how it was last week, which was an absolute utter disaster. I don't want to talk about it. Learn some stuff. Don't want to talk about it, okay? But we're going to have a fully slated podcast schedule this weekend, okay? Now, second thing that I got to talk about is I kind of cut yesterday's podcast short. It was like going on for three hours. And for me, right, when it comes to just distributing the podcast, uh, having it be a little bit under three hours is having it be like over three hours is kind of pushing it for me. Not because, and let me be very, very clear on this. Not because I'm like, ah, man, I don't want to podcast for three hours. Bro, I have five-hour podcasts on my site, on my, you know, on my channel. I mean, I got hundreds of podcasts. Endurance and stamina for me is not anything. Like, I can I can withstand a lot of stuff on the podcast. The issue is whenever I, like, uh, mass distribute my podcast, like, the file size has to be of a certain size, right? 
and the file size that essentially would go over the certain size and I would have to like start compressing things specifically the audio and the audio would start to sound like shit like it, it's at a it's at essentially three hours right or technically like four hours no four hours is actually kind of pushing it as well like 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 once I get over to the three hour mark essentially the audio quality drops so that's why I had to like cut and it was like two hours and 45 minutes and even that was kind of pushing it just a little bit so like that's why for example I didn't necessarily like continue on with the podcast it wasn't because I was tired or anything like that it wasn't because I wasn't willing it was literally because I didn't want the quality of audio to drop because I would have to compress the file and the audio would sound uh, way worse than it already does so kind of with that being said and with getting that out of the way let's uh let's start off the podcast kind of where we um kind of where we fucking left off last night let me kind of refresh my mind here just a tad you know what I can't stand it I'm taking the chains off God, man, they are like snakes choking the shit out of my neck. Holy shit. I'm wearing a hoodie as well. And it's like all that, like all the the chains, the hoodie, like it's just way too much on my neck. I hate ties and I hate the feeling of ties, even if I look very cool. I must admit, I am like there are times over the last couple of weeks where I did, where I wore exactly that. I wore both my uh, my chains and I was perfectly fine. But it's like today, man, it was like, fuck, it's, like, get this shit off my body. Anyways, let me, um, let me pull up yesterday's podcast. Let me actually unmute myself, or not myself, but the, um, my computer audio. Let me kind of check it out here. Alright, that's a start. Where did I end? Man, I'm quiet for a long time. Speak! And then she's, like, breaking shit. And Rogue just takes off. Deuces. She's out. She leaves like Mystique in the blob. Oh, I'm talking about X-Men right now. I was watching X-Men, by the way, before I came onto the podcast. Let me kind of fast forward. Anyways. Man, I just realized like how little I've actually covered in this podcast. Wow, this I'm so fucking quiet. Holy shit. I have no idea. I have no idea what I was talking about last night. I think we will play a little bit of cyberpunk. I think we will. Today. I may boot up my PS4. We may play a little bit of cyberpunk. Trying to get ahead of things. Let me go ahead and go in my journal. I got super sidetracked with the Mike Mike Greenberg audio. That took a long time. That took like an hour. Four minutes. Four minutes. In like an hour. I covered everything. I was super annoyed. I was like, this guy is ridiculous. He's making $7 million. I'm making nothing. And I just, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and then I covered, uh, what else did I cover? The Eagles. I covered the Browns and the Ravens. And that was kind of it. That's kind of where I like, I, I kind of hit the majority of the, the beats that I kind of wanted to hit last night, the major, you know, storylines and headlines. I kind of left off the Steelers, the Cowboys, all those good, uh, all those, all that good stuff. Let me actually pull up the Cowboys game here. Just, uh, you know, just in like two seconds. Hold on. By the way, Mike Fisher was, uh, fuck, hold on. Wait, hold on. Give me like two seconds. <laughs> 
anyways, like Mike Fisher, he had um, he had reported on like this story with Charles Woodson, who's like a Hall of Fame safety for the Dallas Cowboys, future Hall of Famer. No idea why he isn't already, if he already isn't. I know he's a Ring of Honor. I, I don't care about the Ring of Honor. If you want my honest opinion about it, I don't care about team awards you know i don't really care that much like oh my gosh this, this guy's in the ring of honor the only thing i care about is whether or not you hang up banners and whether or not you retire numbers like that's kind of it cowboys they don't really retire numbers and they don't really hang up banners anymore so i don't really care that much about the ring of honor so anyways um charles woodson was talking about how the cowboys they essentially don't tackle at all and then they like help guys up and they dap them up and, like, that type of stuff kind of, like, it, it's perfectly fine if you're winning. Like, helping guys up and dapping and tapping them on the helmet. Like, that stuff, like, it, it, it it's fine if you're winning. But it's kind of one of those things w- that if you're not winning and you suck, like the Cowboys do, then it's one of those, like, minor things that gets nitpicked and everybody just, like, starts to jump on it. And they're like, well, that this is a um, a reason why the Cowboys aren't winning football games, you know. And some people are going to talk about how, you know, it's the little details and stuff like that. And it's like it is, but there's also little details that don't really matter, and that's kind of one of them, because everybody helps up other players. Like uh, defensive linemen help up quarterbacks, um, uh, linebackers help up running backs. It's not just the Cowboys doing it. Once again, everybody does it. Everybody does it. The only um the only thing is that the Cowboys defense they suck during it, uh, doing it and Charles Woodson plays or did play from a different era where they didn't do that shit so he's like I don't get why they're doing it because I didn't used to do it and I don't I don't get it by the way I'm watching Phoenix versus uh, the Lakers right now uh, I'm a little bit disappointed in myself I completely forgot my mind I was so tired uh, today that I completely just like didn't address the fact that the Lakers were playing today and I was like I was super excited to see the Lakers play and now I'm watching because LeBron I think was supposed to play tonight and he did but I just I'm, I'm way too late way too late to the party so back to the Dallas Cowboys versus the uh the Bengals here do I care that they win yes um I I, I absolutely care that they won uh, today's football game or Sunday's football game against the Bengals because they they needed to lose I said it I was like I don't feel like the Cowboys I said it on Friday I was like I don't feel like the Cowboys are going to lose against the Bengals but um I kind of hope that they did I was like please lose dear God lose please suck and they were like no we're not gonna suck we're gonna we're gonna win against the Bengals and then we're gonna have I think four fumbles in the first half and then we're just gonna go tits up like I'm, I'm watching the highlights for the game right now, and they're it's 10-0, and the Cowboys, they're like, this is their second, you know, big turnover within uh, you know, not maybe not within Bengals territory. Actually, the Bengals were in the Cowboys territory. It's like, fuck, man, this sucks. They move up one slot in one spot in the draft because of the strength of schedule between <coughs> the Cowboys and the um who who are, who else? Is it the Chargers? The Cowboys and the Chargers. They're like, Chargers have a harder schedule, so the Chargers, they get the higher draft pick. The more valuable draft pick, I guess. Technically, their draft pick is lower than the Cowboys, not higher. And have low draft picks, not high. 
But I'm rewatching the Cowboys game, and, you know, like, I don't really know what to say. Like, they got a lot of turnovers. Their offense is taking advantage of the turnovers. Oh, oh what a surprise. And, um, you know, like, uh, it's it's fine. Like, th- this is uh, this this is fine. It's like, it's it, if they had played like this, and I keep saying this, and I will say this every single time, that the defense actually plays well. Like, if they had played this way during the first five games of the season, they would be 5-0. and They would have been 5-0. and They literally would have won more games in five game in the first five uh, weeks of the season than they did than they have essentially all season if their defense was literally making and creating turnovers like that's literally it so I read the Charles Woodson report um former Dallas Cowboy Hall of Famer in my opinion Hall of Fame if he already isn't a Hall of Famer but I mean Drew Pearson isn't a Hall of Famer for Christ's sake Jesus Christ I think, like, I think in Mike Fisher's report, he noted him as a ring of honor guy. And I'm like, so he's not a Hall of Famer? That's a disgrace. Not because he's not, not because it's his own fault, but because it's the stupid Hall of Famers vote. Stupid Hall of Fame voters' fault. It's like, how does he not get into the Hall of Fame? He's part of one of the greatest sports dynasties of all time, and he's not in the Hall of Fame? Piss off. Disgrace. I don't care how many Cowboys are in the Hall of Fame. You put in one damn more. Excuse me. You put in two more. Anyways, um, what was I talking about? Um, the Charles Woodson report, Mike Fisher. Interesting uh, development developments, excuse me, coming out of Dallas, Texas on top of the the Fish report with um with Charles Woodson. Mike Nolan apparently won't be back as the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Okay, is my response to that, because everybody's like, get him out. He sucks. Get him out. And it's like, well, why isn't Demarcus Lawrence playing at all at at, at a semi-decent level? Why isn't Xavier Woods playing at a semi-decent level? Why isn't any of the top-tier players that we just paid and that we're about to pay, like Leighton Van Der Esch, why aren't any of them playing at a very high level? I just got to ask. I just got to ask. So, um, uh, the, the Cowboys, are they in trouble? I mean, I like... They got to fucking figure out their defense, man. They really do. Like, their defense sucks, bro. It is god-awful. And I think what they're going to do, and Jeff Cavanaugh, I saw him, really, really smart guy. He was talking about it. I listen a lot to Jeff Cavanaugh when it comes to football and the Cowboys specifically. He's 105.3, the fan, radio guy. Um, I was listening to him today, and I always listen to Jeff, and he was talking about how the Cowboys are going to draft a corner, and he has quietly, if not loudly, swayed me over from drafting Michael Parsons and getting a corner to instead getting a corner. Specifically, I want my guy Patrick Sertain. I think he's ready to play right fucking now, and I think that's the most important thing. I think Caleb Farley needs a little bit of development, but to be honest with you, I haven't seen Patrick Sertain be fucking just tested at all. Maybe that's just me. I haven't seen him be tested at all. Like there are times where I just like literally see him just get bored because he hasn't been tested throughout the entirety of, oh, that was a good run by Zeke. He got like 20, 30 yards against the Bengals. That's like one of the longest runs, believe it or not. 
this run where it's like first and 10 at the 10-yard line, seven minutes, 22 seconds left in the ballgame in the fourth quarter. This run by Ezekiel Elliott that goes for 25 yards is one of his longest runs, not only of the season, but of his like career in the last like five years. It is what it is. And I just saw CeeDee Lamb being fucking a, fucking a monster, bro. He even gets kind of held at the top of his route, and he just, uh, man. There's that Oklahoma fucking playmaking right there where he makes one dude miss. He makes, like, the guy who's supposed to be covering him miss, and then he breaks the safety, the tackle with the safety who's holding on to his fucking jersey for dear life. And then he gets, like, how many more yards does he get just because of him being CeeDee Lamb? Let me check it out. Catches it at the 38. Gets tackled. He gets 10 yards. Got tackled at like the 28. He's awesome. All for like on third and eight for Andy Dalton to get sacked. Um. Anyways, kind of going back to what I was talking about with the Cowboys and things of that nature. Um. Am I, like, big on, you know, Mike Nolan being fired? Bro, I don't really care. I don't really care because, in my opinion, um, it wasn't, like, as terrible as the Cowboys have played this year. They also didn't play very well last year. Don't know what to tell you. They did not. They weren't very good. They they sucked at when it came, when it came to turnovers. Demarcus Lawrence did not fucking pressure the quarterback and sack the quarterback as much as he had. In recent years, by recent years, I mean in 2018 and in 2017, last year. Still hasn't done the same thing this year, okay? So when I talk about, like, I'm I'm not, like, like when I say I don't really care about Mike Nolan not being here, I think he needs to be gone, but I also think players also need to fucking, like, seriously step up. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, 300 yards against the Browns, that's absurd. Against the Ravens as well. Like, we're talking, like, 300 yards in the passing game is a lot. 300 yards in the running game is a absurd amount. Like, I mean, like, we're talking, again, like, franchise highs. Franchise, all-time franchise highs. Something that has never been done in the postseason or the preseason or, the, or during the season. 300 yards on the ground. It's like, holy shit, we got fucking issues, bro. So as much as people want to blame it um, exclusively on um, on a, on Mike Nolan and they want to scapegoat Mike Nolan, it's like you can do that. But, I mean, if you want to be the fan from Buffalo Wild Wings who's, you know, who's already two to three beers deep into, you know, yet another – Dallas Cowboy rant that he is going to be wrong once again and he needs to sober up just a little bit. Hey, stop chugging beers. Start fucking chugging water, okay? Let me enlighten you on this, okay? It's not just Mike Nolan. Two things can be true. There is a little bit more nuance in reality, okay? Mike Nolan is not a very good defensive coordinator. I was like, okay, like he probably should be gone. I kind of jumped on that a little bit later than everybody else. I just wanted to be sure. And I was like, okay, yeah, he needs to be gone. There's times where Dallas Dallas um, coaching staff-wise performs well. I think um, the Vikings game is a perfect example of that where they just, I mean, they destroyed the Vikings offensively, but defensively. Kirk Cousins at 300 yards. The uh, Dalvin Cook, he had 100 yards. And, 
Adam Thielen, he had 100 yards as well. Kirk Cousins, I think, also had three touchdowns. How the hell did that happen? Had two weeks. Two weeks. Even the Cowboys against the Ravens, offensively, they were kind of doing okay, and then defensively, they just got blown out the water. Can't blame that one on Dak Prescott, can you? Dak Prescott turns the ball over. Dak Prescott is a bad quarterback. Dak Prescott doesn't. He, he, needs to, he needs to run the foot. They need to run the football more. Blessing in disguise, Dak Prescott got hurt because now the Dallas Cowboys, they can go back to running the football again. As I crack all my fingers. <clears throat> so what do we got now? Well, depending on who the Cowboys value at um, at defensive coordinator, whether it is uh, Wade Phillips, I've heard that name be tossed around. Some people, they're talking about Greg Williams. Fuck off. Everybody who's, everybody who's talked about Greg Williams, like, uh, as like an act, I've seen Cowboy fans, like, again, it's the Buffalo Wild Wings instant uh, reactionaries and shit like that. It's like, bro, you haven't watched the Jets for the last two years, have you? You didn't see the Browns before that, did you? You didn't read any of the reports about, you know, how terrible of a head coach, not a head coach, of a defensive coordinator that he is and how dirty his players perform. Like, you didn't read any of that stuff? You didn't hear about any of that stuff? Didn't hear about literally how Jamal Adams was depressed for playing f- from playing football because of how bad the Jets were, right? And that's collectively as the Jets, but obviously the coach, his coach, his defensive coordinator had something to do with it, right? No, not a fan of Greg Williams. It's terrible. Are you fucking kidding me? And he's dirty. Don't put him on the paywall. Keep him fucking off of it, okay? If you want my honest opinion about it, I think the guy that everybody loves, that everybody wants back here in Dallas, I think is the guy that, uh, it, it, it's kind of tricky because, uh, he fucking, like, I mean, let's be honest, like, he was with the Rams, the Rams defensively, they're still one of the best teams, you know, without him, with him, they still were one of the best teams defensively with him, like, it's Wade Phillips, man, I would not mind that signing at all, I would not, the only issue is, is that he plays, essentially, he's trying to implement, he would try to implement a similar scheme to Mike Nolan. That's the issue. And the reality is, unfortunately, considering how, and, th- and this is why timing is so fucking important in the league. Unfortunately speaking, the Cowboys, they missed out on all the good, you know, defensive minds, all the good defensive coordinators. Eberflus, Todd Bowles, missed out on those guys. The, Den- the former Denver head coach, he's also a pretty great defensive mind as well. It's like they missed out on all of the young defensive minds, or maybe not young, but great defensive minds in the league. And then it's like, you know, you're probably going to have to lean and fall back on Wade Phillips. If that's what you want to do. I mean, the reality is the best defensive coordinators are already on football teams. You know, they're already there. So we'll see. Cowboys got a Cowboys got some looking to do when it comes to that uh, respective job. And yes, by the way, 
apparently Mike Nolan will not be returning as the Dallas Cowboy uh, defensive coordinator. If you did not already hear that, let me take a swig of my water. Jesus Christ. When I said swig, I mean a huge gulp. But yeah, he's not returning. That's the report. Um, 1,000% Jerry Jones leaked it. If you're wondering, 1,000% to, uh, to talk, to, to, uh, to explain, to, to get the, the Cowboys back in relevance. It's what he does all the time. It's so Jerry Jones. It's like, do you honestly think that the players would know that? Do you honestly think that, uh, that he would leak, leak that? And by he, I mean Mike Nolan to garner any sympathy when he, when he's going to get none. So a thousand percent Jerry to maintain relevance, to be like, Hey guys, don't forget about the Dallas Cowboys, even though we fucking suck. It's like, go away, go away, go away. Just go away. I don't care. I'm, I'm in draft mode for the Cowboys right now. I'm going to figure out who they should get within the next seven rounds. I'm going to start doing some homework a little bit on that. And then on top of that, <clears throat> I'm in playoff mode, both college and uh, pro or NFL, right? I'm in playoff mode. I'm getting ready for the playoffs. We're going to, I mean, listen, man, it's December, but football is not winding down for me. It's just speeding up, okay? Busy, full-on, packed weekend, Saturday games, next weekend, on top of the Sunday uh, games, excuse me, a lot of football coming up in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, like, I'm I'm very excited for the next like couple of months when it comes to uh, to football. But yeah, like we're 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 very very packed in for the next couple of months. It's a close game, Lakers versus Suns. It's 94 to 97. Four minutes, 52 seconds left. Lakers are behind by three. I don't really care. It's a preseason game. Here's the thing. When I think of, you know, Wade Phillips versus Mike Nolan, I again, I don't care. It's like, will the players play better? Like, whoever, will whoever comes in to this football program, to this club, will they make the players play better? That's the only thing that I care about. Yes, cool. Pay them. If they don't, no, fire them. Maybe not even fire them. Get rid of the players, bro. This is the third defensive coordinator in three years technically in five technically in like 10 almost I don't know I don't remember when Rod Marinelli uh, became the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys but it's got to be a good like six to seven year retention right and he has been the defensive coordinator he was for a very long time and um they, like like some people are going to blame again like like I, I saw so, some forms of this, in fact, a lot of forms of this, last year where the defense couldn't stop anybody. I saw the exact same thing in 2017 against the Rams and the Packers. I was like, they can't stop anybody. They stopped people in 2018, and I was pleasantly surprised. And then in 2019, couldn't stop fucking anybody. They couldn't stop a JV varsity football team uh, filled with ninth graders last se season, by the way. That's how bad they were. Not being literal, being figurative. You know what I mean. They were bad. And so last year, right, I was like, okay, you know, 
Maybe a new defensive coordinator will help them out. It did not. They still suck. Probably going to have to get rid of some of the players. Um, Patrick Sertain is definitely going to have to be the guy that you get and that you focus on, or Caleb Farley, one of the two corners. They're probably going to draft Patrick Sertain because they saw, oh, okay, you know, like like they have some camaraderie with Trevon Diggs and Patrick Sertain because they played in Alabama, and it would probably be a great story to see those guys reunite. By the way, Alabama corners, pretty good, pretty good. Marlon Humphreys, pretty good Alabama corner, was pretty great professional corner, and on and on and on, right? So when I look at the future for the Dallas Cowboys, I, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens defensively. Hopefully they get their act together, and hopefully they actually, like, you know, actually get somebody that can help them out. And slash or um, probably get rid of some of the players that are playing right now. So, anyways. Hold on. I was, like, looking up something. Wow. Okay. Sorry about that. Hold on. Let me just take a quick peek at something. Holy bejesus. I can't tell you what I'm looking at, but I'm looking at something that is just goodness gracious. Oh my god. All right. Never mind. That's kind of like cooming just a little a little bit. I was doing it like last night too where I was talking about like how hot Kate Upton was. And I was comparing, um, like, Lamar Jackson's play style to Baker Mayfield's and how – no, not even Lamar Jackson, but, like, Patrick Mahomes' play style to Baker Mayfield's. And I was talking about how, like, Patrick Mahomes is, like, um, you going out with Kate Upton at night when she essentially has done her makeup. She's gotten ready. She's taken a shower. She's done her hair. She's done her makeup. She picked out her outfit, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, versus Baker Mayfield, who is like Kate Upton in the morning, you know, where she's like taking all that crap off and she wakes up with morning breath, but she's still fucking Kate Upton, you know, she's still super hot, you know, I was using like that analogy to describe their play styles and like the relevance of like, you know, uh, of how they play. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like either way, it's still fucking, it's still Kate Upton. And it's like, for some weird reason, I'm watching this broadcast of the game and it reminded me of somebody. And then I looked up that person and I was like, smoking. I don't know. I'm a fucking guy. But I think it goes beyond guys where it's uh, being like a guy thing where it's like, I just like hot woman, women, you know? I mean, that's like every guy, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird to me. Maybe not weird to me, but it's like, it's, I, get, I, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe not weird, but it's like, I don't know. It's, it's different. Cause it's like, I will like literally like sometimes go out of my way, like look up how that person looks. Like I looked up, I'm not going to tell you who it is cause it's embarrassing, but I like looked up like somebody that I was like, Oh, that's a really, really hot person. Right. And then I just like, Oh no, I didn't look it up. I first thought about them because I, I was watching the broadcast and then it, like the broadcast reminded me of them. And then I fucking like, was like, Oh, I got to like see how, <laughs> this is so weird i'm like this isn't normal this is fucking weird 
I was like, oh, I got to see how hot they are, right? Again, even though I know how hot they are. And I'm like, oh, I just got to check it out again. And I did. It's like, Jesus Christ, 24. Goodness gracious. Long quarantine, ladies and gentlemen. Long quarantine. Um, what else do I got for you today? Frick's sake. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we could kind of wrap up the weekend here. What's that game this weekend? Oh, yeah, the Bills versus the uh, the Steelers. I wanted to talk about that game. And also the Chiefs versus the uh, the Dolphins, right? So I was watching the Chiefs versus the Dolphins this weekend, or a little bit of it. I wasn't watching it, like, live or whatever. I was watching the highlights for it. And I was kind of keeping track of the box score and things of that nature. And I saw that Mahomes had, like, three interceptions. Like, people are going to say, well, they were deflections and things of that nature. But I think, like... And by deflections, like, let's be clear on them. Like, one interception happened uh, because, uh, like, Tyreek Hill had tried to catch it and it had bounced off his hands. The other one was, like, an actual, like, really, really well defensive play where the um, the ball was batted in the air. And then the third one was the Xavier Howard one-handed catch uh, against Tyreek Hill, and he had overthrown it. That was 1,000% on Mahomes. But for the most part, yeah, like, uh, the interceptions wasn't really his fault. That 30-yard sack definitely was. That's the play that everybody is talking about, or one of the many plays that everyone is talking about. I didn't necessarily see the game from Tua's perspective. Like, I didn't see how he specifically played and things of that nature. But um, considering that they had three turnovers, the Dolphins did, technically four, against the Chiefs, and they were down by 20 points it was like 30 to 10 in the fourth quarter, considering all that happened. I was like, I'm pretty sure Tua didn't play very well. So, you know, it is what it is. It happens. Hey, man, shit happens. But, um, <clears throat> well, um, we'll see what happens with the, um, you know, with the Dolphins versus the Chiefs. I think it is interesting because those two teams are, are two definite playoff teams. I think both of them are going to be in the playoffs. However, I think both of those teams, the Chiefs and the Dolphins, I, I think I think they, they could both be potentially deep playoff contenders because I think the Dolphins have the defense to get it done, to get a lot of shit done. I think they have uh, a, two very, very great corners in Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. And I also think um, Tua is kind of, you know, starting to come into his own, even the even if he didn't necessarily play that well, or maybe not that well. I didn't. Again, I didn't see him. I, like he only scored like he only scored like ten points before the fourth quarter, and his defense gave up like four turnovers. It's like that's a little bit ridiculous for Tua to literally not do anything. But <clears throat> you know, when I look at both teams, I really really like how they're built, especially the Dolphins going forward from here. They're going to be a really really interesting team. And I thought last year, kind of going forward, it was going to be the Chiefs, the Texans, and the Ravens. Like, I, like you, you kind of have to include the Bills into that category as well. You got to include the Browns now. And, like, I think Tua probably needs another year under his belt. Or I want to see, like, him play maybe a little bit more in the playoffs. In fact, I haven't seen him play all year. I haven't seen him play in a full game. It's only been, like, highlights and short little clips here and there. But, like, Tua's had a really, really awesome season so far as well. So, it's like, you know, we'll see about Tua and we'll see about the other teams as well. But, I mean, some of these teams are, like, they're very close. They're very close, maybe not to contending to Kansas City, but 
you know, competing against them, where, like, the games aren't one-sided, you know, like they were against, um, like, um, like the Ravens versus the Chiefs. That was fucking one-sided. I think if Lamar has more help, I think that game becomes a little bit more competitive, and you so, uh, and you start to see, like, the Browns versus the Ravens, for example, where the Browns versus the Ravens was a lot more competitive than even I thought it was. It was like 40, what, 45 to 42? Super competitive football game. Literally went down to the wire. So I think that um, the Ravens, they could be, they could definitely kind of be, you know, competitive with the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the gold standard when it comes to the league right now in the AFC. You know, and um, and if you can match them, if you can, like, steal a game from them, they've only lost one game, and I don't think they're going to lose a whole lot more. And really what the Chiefs are probably going to try and uh, go out and do this season is get the the one seed within their conference so that way they don't have to have, you know, um, uh, these football games where they have to play, you know, um, in, in the, like, the first week of – the second week, excuse me, of January. Like, they don't want to fucking play then. They want to fucking just sit down and peace out, you know? You know, we'll see about the Chiefs. We'll see about the Dolphins later on. I really, really, um, I really, really like those two teams right now. And I'll like them going forward from this year, of course. I think, I, to be honest with you, I think, like, like, let me ask you this question. Let's say Devontae Smith somehow, someway makes it to the Chiefs at like 30-something or late 20-something, right? Let's say they make it all the way there. He makes it all the way there. Do you think that the Chiefs are going to take, like, Devontae Smith, right? Or, let's say, you know, Jalen Waddle? Because I think they do. Because I think that they understand that their offense, their scheme, and they more importantly understand that the whole team is based around Patrick Mahomes right now offensively. And it's the whole scheme is designed on how to uh, make his life way easier and also to take pressure off of him as a quarterback and by the way I'm watching the Lakers versus the Suns the Lakers bench is going crazy because it's 110 uh, 103 pretty interesting basketball game anyways um I think that the uh, the Chiefs they they have a great offensive scheme going here it takes a lot of pressure off the fucking quarterback they have all of these great players to do that they have Travis Kelsey Tyreek Hill Miko Hardman Robinson, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. I saw Le'Veon Bell play. He was starting to get into his swing of things, and he's—he's. He's st- I'm not gonna lie to you, man. He started to look like old L. Bell, and I—I I, I forgot which game he played it, but it happened like a couple of weeks ago where I was like, Le'Veon Bell st- is starting to kind of get his juices flowing, you know. So, the Chiefs are starting to kind of hit their stride literally at the end of the season, whereas some teams are starting to fall off. Some teams. Or like, like, remember when people thought that the <laughs> the Bears would go, were going to make it to the playoffs? And I was like, I don't necessarily believe that much in Mitchell Trubisky, bro. I'm not sure that's going to happen. And I liked him kind of at the earlier uh, parts of the season. But um, you know what? We'll see about Mitchell Trubisky. What, like, I think an, I think another interesting question is, like, um, like, like, is Mitchell Trubisky going to get a contract extension by the end of this year? I don't think so. And in, as a matter of fact, I've heard reports. By heard, I've read and seen reports that apparently. Hold on, I got a cough. <clears throat> that apparently, the um, what is it? The uh, the the Bears are going to clean house this season, 
Matt Nagy, the GM that should have been gone with um, with John Fox, uh, all those guys, all their front office is about to fucking be swept. They're about to be fucking cleaned out. And um, they're, they're just going to rebuild, essentially. They're going to draft probably a quarterback. And a lot of teams are. Like, I, I also read a report today. Guess who wants out of Detroit? Matt Stafford. He's like, I'm out. I'm done. I want to be out. So now you have the Bears. They're looking for a new head coach and a GM. Detroit's looking for a new head coach and GM. The Chargers are a new head coach, maybe GM. The, um, the, uh, the Texans, the Falcons, the Jets. I, and by the way, let me be very, very clear on the Jets. I have no idea if they're firing Adam Gase or not. Like, if really the tankathon was on, they would have fired him by now. Like, the fact that I haven't really heard anything about the Jets potentially firing Adam Gase is like, it's one of those things that I look at kind of like skeptically because I would have heard something by now, you know? And they're just like, well, we're just going to drag our feet on it. We're not really going to talk about it. We're not really going to communicate about it. We're just kind of, kind of going to hint lightly that maybe, potentially, probably not that he's maybe, somewhat, kind of, we'll see, uh, he may or may not be fired. Which, um, considering that Trevor Lawrence, the, like the whole scheme is to essentially, um, it's to essentially uh, uh, get Trevor Lawrence uh, some help. It's like, like, like a lot of people are, are excited about Trevor Lawrence coming to, coming to um, the uh, New York. Like I constantly see Rich Eisen talking about it and stuff like that. And it's like, listen, man, like if I could speak to Rich personally, I would tell him, I'm like, listen, bro. And I hate to take the wind out of his sails. It's like, listen, bro, uh, he's not going to help you out because your org sucks. It's kind of like Dallas Cowboys. It's like, as much as I love Dak signing and I, as much as I want Dak Prescott, it's like if Jerry Jones doesn't get the fuck out of the way and let uh, his guys do their thing, uh, it doesn't matter if he has all the players on the payroll. It doesn't matter if he has the best offensive line for the last decade. What fucking matters is his inability to do anything, uh, or not in a, uh, to do anything, excuse me, his inability to get the fuck out of the way and let the people that he pays money do their fucking jobs, and more importantly, to fucking fire himself because he's done a very shitty job at being the GM for the Dallas Cowboys. Let me snuff my uh, my candle out. Hold on. Anyways, so when we're talking about, you know, head coaches that could be potentially fired and things of that nature and draft picks and you know, the Jets getting Trevor Lawrence. Like, I haven't, again, I haven't heard any, of anything of note besides just Jets fans being like, fire Adam Gase, get a new head coach. Um, but beyond like that, <clears throat> haven't really seen or heard of anything from the Jets when it comes to firing Adam Gase. And Trevor Lawrence won't solve it. It's like, who's his offensive lineman? Oh, just only Makai Becton? Okay, great idea. Who's his, who's his guys on, on the defensive side of football? Who are they exactly? Who's his corners, right? Who's his uh, linebackers? Oh, uh, uh, Mosley, who's been hurt slash opted out for this season. But before this season, he was hurt. Him? Running back, Frank Gore, the old Frank Gore? Huh. You know, it's interesting that Le'Veon Bell is actually, like, starting to come into his own, like, fold as a football player once again when he's not with 
the New York Jets and when he's with the Chiefs. It's funny that he's significantly better with the Chiefs than with the Jets. And Adam Gase was like, I don't want Le'Veon Bell. We overpaid for a running back. And then the Chiefs were like, cool, bro, we'll, we'll take him and we'll use him. And then he's like, oh, my gosh, he, he, he turned back into Le'Veon Bell. Holy shit. It's funny how that works. But no, um, Le'Veon Bell, he, he's still one of the best. One of, maybe not one of the best. No, that's not correct. He's not one of the best anymore. Still, he still could be a really, really awesome running back for them. We'll kind of see. We'll kind of see. Do I have a Chiefs game? Hold on. I went over to watch X-Men because the game is over. Lakers won. My dad is a – I did, didn't pause. My dad is a Lakers fan. I'm a Spurs fan. He's probably very excited because the Lakers won a basketball game or, a, you know, a championship. NFL. Not going to lie to you, man. I was kind of, uh, you know, interested in getting a Lakers, uh, you know, some, some paraphernalia, some merchandise, so to speak. Okay, so this weekend we got some football games. We got... Uh, Chargers versus Raiders. Da, Raiders. Wait, 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 wait. Saturday night football? Saturday football is going on? How is that possible? I thought, like, the NFL couldn't actually have Saturday games because college football is going on. Like, college football is still going on. Yeah, they have, like, Carolina versus Green Bay and Buffalo versus Broncos on their Saturday night broadcast, right? On their Saturday broadcast, right? Um, I'm not watching either game. I'm, I, I already said I'm dedicated to watching... Um, what is it? Uh, Frick, uh, Frick's sake. Dedicated to watching. What is it? Fuck. College football this weekend. Four games. All the conference championship games. Can't wait to watch them. So we got Pats versus Dolphins. I want to watch that game to get a little bit of an insight on what's going on with Tua. Then we got do, 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 Chiefs versus Saints. That should be, oh, God, that's a blowout right there. Apparently, Drew Brees may be back this weekend. Kind of doubt it, but we'll see. And then, is this Sunday night football? Yeah, this is the game that they flexed into Sunday night football. Browns versus Giants, right? Instead of the Cowboys versus the 49ers, Jerry Jones was like, uh, you know, some of our best ratings have been on, on mid-afternoon games. And it's like, dude, you're not, you, you can't even do fucking math. You're not a mid-afternoon game. You're a noon game. They flexed you out of Sunday night football. You're not in the afternoon. In the mid-afternoon, you're in noon. And by mid-afternoon, it's like 3 o'clock if you don't know what I'm talking about. That's like the mid-afternoon games, right? Just in case if you wanted to be a smart ass and be like 24. It technically is at noon. It's like mid-afternoon. Anyways. <clears throat> As I stand here and check out what's going on here. I'm going to go back to watching X-Men. <clears throat> what else is going on? Or what else went on this weekend? Chiefs versus Dolphins. Bills versus Steelers was a very interesting football game. Didn't I tell you? I told you it about the Cowboys, and people were like, they're going to laugh. 
They're going to mock me. They're going to be like, 24, you're a homer. You don't know what you're talking about. It's the Cowboys, blah, blah, blah. The game doesn't matter. People were just writing it off saying it's the Steelers. And I'm like, they should have mopped the floor with the Dallas Cowboys when they played up against them. And I was like, it's not just good enough to be a good team to beat the worst teams in the league. You should be able to dominate them. Like, that should have been a two-score game, and they almost lost it. They had to score 15 points in the second, not second, fourth quarter, excuse me, to be able to win that game, and they barely did. They have significant issues at wideout. They have uh, a lack of a running game, and um, their defense is still stellar, but it's banged up. Bud Dupree may be out for the season. Uh, Devin Bush is out for the season. They got fucking issues, you know? They need help. And Ben Roethlisberger, you can't really rely on him to throw for a lot of uh, for a lot of passes, man, this uh, this time around, man. And he is, like, they have this um, statistic on him getting the ball out of his hand super quickly. And it's like, listen, man, uh, like, just because you get the ball out of your hand really, really, like, some people think that that's a great statistic. It is. But you also have to, like, you also have to go down the field sometimes. And there are times where I, like, see Ben Roethlisberger play, and I'm like, he's not going, he's not trying to stretch the field with the ball, man. He takes a lot of checkdowns now. I'm like, that is not a good sign at all. Steelers may be in the market for a new quarterback as well. They may not move off of Ben Roethlisberger because apparently he wants to play for until, like, he's in his, what is it, until he's in, what, his, like, 40s or whatever. It's like, regardless, I think he already is, but, like, is, is, like, mid 40s until he's like apparently 45 and i'm like he is not tom brady same thing with drew Brees. i'm like drew Brees, he is not tom brady and um more importantly than that tom brady is kind of struggling as well it's like oh, i'm like maybe they should reconsider having a 40 year old quarterback on the roster we'll see we'll see but yeah as of right now i'm not not really that big into the Pittsburgh Steelers because of um, they just haven't like there have been it's not just the Washington loss it's more specifically that the Steelers I, I kind of talked about it I was like I think they're kind of imposters I think they're a little bit phony in the sense of like it's not that I believe their wins are legitimate right it's that I don't think the way that they've won, you can do in the offseason. Or not in the offseason, in the postseason, right? Where there are these, like, close games. Like, I kind of talked about it. I was like, like when they were uh, undefeated before they lost to Washington, I was like, listen, if they had played up against the Chiefs, they wouldn't be undefeated. If the Dallas Cowboys had Dak Prescott, they would not be undefeated. They're not. They're a good football team. They got a lot of great pieces and a lot of great components. It's just, like... It's just, it's just weird how they can't fucking put it together. You know what I'm saying? In some occasions. In other occasions, they definitely can. But, I mean, like, I was weirded out by the Giants game as well this year. I talked about it week one. I was like, I don't understand how the Giants just almost beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Pittsburgh Steelers are way better. And I went into this season really, really down on Daniel Jones, and then I saw that game, and I was like, that loss was not his fault. Pittsburgh's a great football team, and he almost beat them. So yeah, like I, I was, 
I was very, very uh, – I, I wasn't down on Pittsburgh. In fact, I was super high. I still am high. They're obviously a playoff team, but I don't think they're making it to the conference final. Some people uh, – to the to the conference, excuse me, championship. Some people are talking about Super Bowl contenders. I don't really care about Super Bowl contenders. You're, you're, you're already a step you're, – you're like five steps, you know, uh, uh, fucking from – Step one, right? You need to be on step one. You're on step five, right? And it's like, listen, uh, do they make the playoffs? Yes, they do, okay? Do they make it to the conference championship game? That's like the next step, okay? It's like, oh, well, no, right? And that's a problem, right? That they won't make it to the conference championship, okay? Then it's just take the Super Bowl out. Like way too many people are talking about Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and not conference championship, conference championship, conference fucking championship. That's what people should be fucking talking about. So yeah, Steelers against the Bills. They go down hard. Uh, big shout out to the Buffalo Bills and specifically to Josh Allen. Didn't think he uh, he had that one in him or had this season in him where he has been absolutely spectacular. I was kind of like, okay, Josh Allen, he really, really is uh, is not very good. And I was talking about it last year to now he's become a really, really awesome pocket passer. And then he got Stephon Diggs. Hey, Vikings, how do you feel about Stephon Diggs doing it big in Buffalo? Let me pull up this article. Let me see if I can actually find it. Let me pull it up. There's this like fan site. Boom. Here we go. No, this isn't it. Hold on. Let me try and find it. Okay. So apparently. This is probably some clickbaity shit, but like this is uh, Minnesota Vikings, probably the 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 fan. This is fan sided, blah 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 blah. And the headline for the article is, uh, "Vikings rejected a Stefan Diggs trade that would have rocked the NFL. Could have swapped Stefan Diggs for an All Pro superstar, but passed on the deal." According to Sports Illustrated, Albert. Breer, the Houston Texans floated the idea of swapping DeAndre Hopkins this offseason, but the Vikings passed. What? Last year when the Texans were looking to move DeAndre Hopkins, rumblings of a Hopkins for Diggs deal bubbled up briefly. The Vikings weren't interested for a variety of reasons. Money was a big one. Vikings could have landed DeAndre Hopkins for for Stephon Diggs, which, by the way, would have been absolutely a better deal for the Vikings than it would have been for the Houston Texans. Let's check it out. Let's check it out, right? Blah, 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 blah. Swapping the guy who gave you the Minnesota miracle for DeAndre Hopkins. How perfect an ending to that story such a thing would have been. Vikings fans should be incensed. For starters, Bill O'Brien was fired less than seven months after this trade was offered for being very bad. Was offered for being very bad at his job. If that guy offers you a trade, you take it and run. Yeah, of course. Hopkins ended up getting traded for two draft picks, neither of which were first, and David Johnson, terrible player, by the way, terrible contract as well. Minnesota could have probably talked the Texans into giving them more than Hopkins based on how bad O'Brien was at making trades, but alas, the deal was never done. Minnesota did pick up a first rounder, 
from the Bills that turn into Justin Jefferson. So it's not like this was a total miss, but imagine an offense that had Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and DeAndre Hopkins on it. The NFL would have been knocked off its feet, and the Vikings would have asserted themselves as, oh my god, true Super Bowl threats. Not only that, but the destiny of the Packers and the rest of the NFC North would have shifted on a dime. Somewhere there's an alternative, there's an alternate universe where that reality is playing out. But in this one, Vikings fans are left wondering what could have been. First and foremost, no, you would not have. And I talk about, literally I talked about it five minutes ago. I was like, some people are focused about, about like, you know, Super Bowl threats. And it's like, do you make it to the playoffs? Vikings aren't making it to the playoffs. Are you a conference champion? No, you are not, right? Would you have beaten the Packers this year? Fuck no, you would not have beaten the Packers this year. And let me pull, and this is like, I got to pull up this article. I got to pull up this article, bro. Hold on. I got to pull it up. Let me do it. Let me pull it up, bro. Hold on. Where is it? It was on fan-sided too. So I know it was like a couple of days ago. I meant to pull it up like a couple of days ago, but I completely forgot about it. Um, let me go back. I'm trying to find it right now. I'm just going to type in also fan side into Google. Here we go. <clears throat> so this is another article by fan cited as well. Stefan Diggs admitted that he wanted out of Minnesota after the franchise lied to him. Stefan Diggs was clearly irritated with Minnesota Vikings as his tenure and the purple and gold was coming to a close, and he finally saw his trade wish granted when the Buffalo Bills sent four draft picks, one of which became Justin Jefferson. They constantly have to mention that. Imagine if you had had Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs to Minnesota for the speedy wideout while Diggs initially claimed that he didn't harbor any bad feelings toward the Vikings. He spilled the beans in an interview in which he accused his former team of stretching the truth. And in a Sunday NFL countdown piece, Diggs claimed that Minnesota didn't tell him that his production was going to take a serious dip after they switched their offensive philosophy to a more run-heavy approach. The reason why I quote that article is because the other article that we just read about how DeAndre Hopkins could have been uh, traded to Stephon Diggs in a straight-up trade is because the guy was like, in an alternate universe, the Vikings would have gotten DeAndre Hopkins and they would be playing in the Super Bowl and they would be a true Super Bowl threat and they would beat the Packers. It's like, no, you wouldn't because you would still have been a run-first offense. It's like Mike Zimmer is not a offensive-minded head coach. He's like, run the football, play defense, run the football, play defense, right? That's what he's all about, okay? And it works when you have a dominant running back or you have dominant running backs and or you have a dominant defense. That scheme, that philosophy works at that time and at that point, right? But in this, in this era, in 2020, notice who's winning. Kansas City, Packers, Saints, uh, Bills, right? Even the Dolphins are winning. They have a dominant defense, but they can also, they can also, and more importantly, this is the most important part, they can also throw the damn ball. Which is why, like, 
uh, and, and we'll kind of continue on to this article. I'm pretty sure this isn't the article, but the article that I was talking about or tried to talk about was essentially about this guy that was like, I have no idea why Stefan Diggs thought that he was going to be the number one option on the team. And it's like, because it's 2020, it's a passing league. And on top of that, he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And he easily was the best offensive weapon that you had at that point in time. Uh, uh, Dalvin Cook was constantly injury prone. This is like one of his only good seasons that he's had besides maybe last season as well. One of his more consistent seasons, I might add. And Stefan Diggs was like, bro, I'm like, I'm the most consistent player. I, I have the biggest plays. I'm the biggest player. Like, hello, it's me. I'm the, I'm the more important guy, right? They're like, no, you're not. We're rolling with Diggs, not Diggs, Dalvin Cook, because Dalvin is the play style that we like because we're not creative at all. And um, we're not going to scheme towards you at all, even though you're the meat and the potatoes, even though you had the biggest play that we've ever had as a franchise. We're just going to roll with him. So, <clears throat> continuing forward. Diggs, who still set a career high in receiving yards, despite a run-heavy offense in 2019, had has been exactly what Josh Allen and the Bills needed, as his 100 catches and 1,167 yards through 13 games have the Bills eyeing an AFC East title, while the Vikings will, will likely, not will likely, will miss out on on playoff football given their six and seven record let me also kind of look at stefan Diggs's numbers because everybody's like well he had the most yards or what, what was the what was the quote uh, set a career high in receiving yards despite a run heavy offense in 2019 let me just let me kind of just take a quick peek at his numbers stefan Diggs. let me kind of see what his career high when it comes to receiving yards was last year What? It was only a thousand. It was one thousand one hundred and thirty yards. How did I know it was going to be way more exaggerated than what I knew it was? Like he has that. He has the career high. He has a thousand. He has one thousand one hundred and sixty-seven yards through thirteen fucking games. And it's like, hey guys, hey guys, he's a good wide receiver. It's like, can you imagine? Can you actually imagine? How disgusting the Vikings offense would have been if they had actually used him more primarily in the um, in the receiving game. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. But 1,100 yards for that dude on that fucking team is ridiculous. It's like you can run the football as well, but you actually have to be a little bit more creative than just... Dalvin Cook up the middle. 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 Like, you, you, you gotta be, or Dalvin Cook on the edge. Like, be a tad bit more creative than just up the middle, up the middle, up the middle. Give the ball to your wide receiver, bro. He is literally one of the best in the NFL. And then on top of that, he did it on 40 less receptions last year. Why the fuck didn't you give him the ball more? Let me look up Dalvin Cook. Holy shit! Oh my god, are you kidding me? Let me check it out. Hold on. No, no way! No way! He's only had two seasons where, like, like, listen, man. Listen, man. 
it is way easier to get 1,000 yards rushing than it is to get 1,000 yards receiving, right? Dalvin Cook last year had 1,100 yards, 4.5 yards per carry, 13 touchdowns, which is a fuck ton of touchdowns. But holy fuck, man. On an offense that was more predicated to running the football, Stefan Diggs was easily your best option, bro. And it's like, dude, like, I just, I don't, I don't fucking get it, bro. Like, come on, man. If you had given him Stefan Diggs, like what, half of Dalvin Cook's, not even half, right? Because Dalvin Cook has 250 attempts. You give Stefan Diggs the ball. Over a hundred times. You throw him the ball and he catches it over a hundred times. He's going to have somewhere close. Last season, he's going to have somewhere close to 2,000 fucking yards. He had 17 yards per catch, bro. Am I the only one that sees this shit? Holy shit! And I read this article talking about, well, Dalvin, well, well, um, uh, Stefan Diggs, he had... A lot, he had his career high in yards, and it's like, bro, you guys have been trying to run the football for ages, for ages, since Adam Thielen, and now you're like, well, we can kind of do it now, but also Stefan Diggs is awesome, but we're just not going to roll with Diggs, we're just going to roll with Dalvin, because, uh, you know, he fits our quote-unquote play style, not because we fit his play style, not because we're awesome, not because he's awesome, not because we're smart. We just want to do what we are, uh, what we want. Now Dalvin Cook has 1,300 yards, 14 touchdowns, 5 yards per carry, but also he has 273 attempts. Do you want to know how many wins you have? Six. Six. It's almost as if you kind of need a balance offensively, and uh, one of those things that could help balance out your offense is having Stephon Diggs. Not to say that J.J. hasn't been slicing him up, but Jesus H. Christ. You guys need help offensively. Kind of needed your wide receiver back. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Oh, no, this isn't the article because this isn't the guy bashing him. Diggs' position is a bit nuanced here. On one hand, the Vikings are throwing the ball just 52% of the time, which is good for 29th in the league and right around their 2019 average of 51%. In 2018, the year in which Diggs caught 100 passes for the first time, Minnesota was fourth in the league in passing percentage at 64%. Shout out to that guy that said that they didn't run the ball at all. Or not run it, throw the ball at all in 2018 because they were run heavy. I kind of like this guy. Who is this guy that wrote this article? Mike. Mike. I can't say his last name. Mike Luciano. Shout out to him. I actually kind of like the end of this article. I kind of had an overreaction. My bad. Sorry about that. <clears throat> blah, 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 blah. Well, he is right in saying that Kevin Stefanski and Ke- Gary Kubiak wanted to run more, specifically Gary Kubiak. Notice how Kevin Stefanski, he tried, really tried, if I can get the ball to Baker, but he's like, well, Baker can't really throw in the pocket, so we're going to run play action, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, but Kev- But notice, like, the same offense that they ran last year is the exact one that they ran this year. Scary Kubiak's offense. It's not really Kevin Stefanski's. Continuing forward. While he's right in saying that Kevin Stefanski and Gary Kubiak wanted to run more, the performance of Jefferson suggests that Diggs could have put up similar numbers in 2020. Ultimately, the straw that broke the camel's back was Diggs claiming that he wasn't in a good place mentally 
hitting the refresh button in Buffalo has done wonders for Diggs and the Bills. While this should have been a pretty clean divorce, Diggs is still clearly irked by how the by how he was treated by the Minnesota Vikings. I would be as well, but I mean, listen, man, you you traded up, you got a better, you got a supermodel for a wife, and and uh, who likes what you do and is interested in what you do, and also you know you're interested in her. It's a great match. It's a fantastic match. She's interested in you. You're interested in her. It, it works fantastically. And now you get to move on with your life. I'm going to go downstairs and get me some lemonade. I really, really want some. I'm sick and tired of drinking water. I'll be back in a couple minutes. Where is something popping? I don't want to depress you with... Oh, this is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Let me listen to a little bit of this. Oh, yeah. This shit bangs. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, 24's podcast.
context, whenever you like, I talked about it last night. I was like, listen, man, it's not my fault. I got literally recommended that song. I was listening to, I mean, the song that we opened the podcast with was what? It was Evermore by Taylor Swift. What happens? I get recommended that song and I'm like, cool. I'll go, I'll go watch Blank Space by Tay Swizzle. I'm like, I can't, can't not watch it. It's an awesome song. Let me drink for my lemonade. Mm. That is super cold. That lemonade. It's way colder than I expected it to be. <clears throat> so, let me, um, where was I? I completely forgot where I was at. Hold on. Where was I at? What was I talking about? Um, I don't remember what I was talking about, actually. Oh, yeah, I was talking about the Vikings and how they had traded Stefan Diggs for peanuts and how they essentially didn't get anything back and um, how they're essentially losers right now and how they should have uh, gotten way more for Stefan Diggs. And they even uh, missed out on DeAndre Hopkins, and they were like, we're fine. We don't want another wide receiver. It's not like we want one of the best wide receivers in the league. You know, We'll just take scrubs. We'll just, that's, that's just what we'll do. Excuse me. But, yeah, like – the, the Vikings messed up. Bills capitalized. Bills are in a perfect, perfect little spot here. Kind of coming up on the season. Or not on the uh, season, but really in the next couple of years. I don't know how long Stefan Diggs has signed. But um, I think he got a contract extension at the beginning of this year. Or he already was. Or he already had a contract extension. He is fine. Contract-wise. The Bills are fine. And then they got to extend Josh Allen. And then they already extended Tre- uh, Tredavious White. They are fine contract-wise. They're fine player-wise. They're going to get more awesome players as well. They're fine. I think that's kind of it when it comes to the coverage on this weekend. There wasn't really a whole lot that I saw from college football that kind of was notice, uh, not notice, uh, not noticeable, excuse me, but just like, you know, interesting or whatever. So I kind of just like, I'm not really going to comment on it that much. What else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah, let me talk about my winning percentage this weekend, if you care at all, to know it at all. What was it? It was like 12 to 4. That's like a 75% winning uh, percentage. Uh, some of the more noticeable losses were like Washington to the 49ers, which I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, Saints versus Eagles. I was literally cheering the Eagles on as they beat the Saints, but I didn't expect that at all. Broncos versus Panthers. That's an interesting game as well because I I kind of have Drew Locke dead to rights. I think I, I like I think that the Broncos should draft a quarterback in next year's draft and kind of just have a quarterback competition because Drew Locke is a he's a question mark as well. I don't think that he's the guy. I think you got to actually draft a quarterback because I think he is a super suspect. So you know, 
Uh, we'll see about Josh. We'll see about not Josh Allen, Drew Locke, not Josh Allen. Sorry if I said Josh Allen. I meant to say Drew Locke of the Broncos. I think he is a question mark, not Josh Allen. I think he's probably your franchise guy, and he probably gets extended this offseason, especially if they win a playoff game. And especially if it's like against the Chiefs, it's like, oh, yeah, he's getting an extension. Anyways, uh, do, 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 do. any more losses? Colts versus Raiders. Raiders got fucking destroyed. They got absolutely obliterated by the Colts. Let me take a swig. They got destroyed, obliterated by the Colts. I was super surprised by it because um, I kind of expected the Colts to go down like a sack of potatoes. Colts are hard to uh, to predict this year. They have up and down games where they'll have a game where they have a bunch of turnovers with Phillip Rivers, and then they'll have another game where he plays absolutely spectacular. And then um, he'll have, like, a couple of series of awesome games, and then he'll just fall off a cliff again. It's like he's super inconsistent. But, I mean, he's consistent enough where they win football games. So, you know, we'll see about the Colts this weekend as well. But, yeah, the Colts, they're they're on a pretty spectacular run here. Let me give you Thursday's game day prediction. Thursday, Raiders versus Chargers. Taking the Raiders. I love Jay Herbert, but uh, uh, his his team is uh, they're they're bad. They're bad, and they got a lot of great players, but they are mucho bado. So, not really holding out hope for the Chargers to do anything this offseason. because they're not going to go to the offseason. Going to lose. And, um, you know, Jay Harbour has played a a fantastic football game. And you know what? We'll see about him kind of going forward from now as a quarterback. I think he's going to be awesome. We'll see. Anyways, let me sit down. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me talk about something. I was, was like, on this site, you know, like, I, I, again, I got this vinyl player you know I, I talk about it a lot and it's like because I like look up like vinyls and stuff like that I was like I was looking up um like uh not even looking up stuff it wasn't my fault it was uh it was my search engine's fault they gave me this recommendation for this site I was like oh you like like you want this video game soundtrack that you're a huge fan of persona 5 royal it's three long place the vinyl soundtrack for it and i was like yes please when is it coming out it's coming out tomorrow i can't wait to get it it's coming out in the second quarter of next year it's like folklore not folklore evermore is gonna be pressed and shipped out in like 20 weeks god i hate covid19 it's like everything is super delayed everything shipping wise god man god covid sucks but yeah I, I, I'm, I'm super stoked on that as well Super stoked about a lot of shit. Anyways, um, let me sit down. Moving back my chair. Ugh, this may be a absolute disaster, or 
a magni slam my finger in between my microphone stand a magnificent triumph or a absolute disaster let me pause my um my tv my dvd player oh is that iceman yeah that's iceman oh he's back you know one of the the weirdest things about you know x-men um the tv show is that they have a, especially like the um x-men evolution in X-Men, the 90s TV show. Let me take a swig. Is that like... I, I, I kind of... There's like different breeds of X-Men. Maybe not different breeds. But there's like different generations of X-Men, right? So, depending on kind of like where we're talking about when it comes to the series... Right, you can have, like, X-Men. Like, Jubilee, I don't think, is, is a part of, like, the original X-Men. Like, The Beast, Cyclops, like, Jean Grey. I kind of forgot, like, I'm nerding out here, but I'm, like, pretty sure I'm on the up and up. Let me kind of look up, like, the original X-Men. I don't think Wolverine was in the original X-Men. I'm, like, a thousand percent sure. Yeah, the founding five members, blah, 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 blah. 1963. Hold on. I think Iceman was. Yeah, he was. Archangel. It was, or just Angel. Archangel, Beast, Cyclops, Iceman, and Jean Grey, or Marvel Girl, right? I was right. Yeah. And it's like, again, like Iceman, I, I thought he was, but I also didn't think so. I, I can't remember what I said like five seconds ago, but I'm pretty sure I think I, like, I, I thought he was the original one. I don't really know, but I know also that Wolverine, it's like a misnomer that Wolverine is like the, um, he was like the original X-Men and, and he was not, he was not one of the original X-Men. It's like, he, he's been around for like a really, really long time, but yeah, like Wolverine wasn't one of the original X-Men. But, um, and also Storm wasn't as well. And it's so weird to see like Storm and Wolverine kind of be in the X-Men. And by the way, the TV show has all of them. Like they have, like they have, maybe not all of them. They have like Cyclops, the Beast, and Jean Grey, but they don't have Angel. They changed him to Archangel pretty early on in the cartoon. And Iceman, like he just showed up like a bajillion episodes into the TV show. And I was like, bro, like why isn't Iceman in this bitch? And what was the new X-Men where the X-Men um, was Cyclops fucking like, and then Emma Frost and then Colossus. Oh my God. That was so awesome. God, man, there's so many different fucking like series of the X-Men's goodness gracious. And then you have like the time displaced original x-men because i think like colossus had died or whatever and then they had like brought back um like brought back like the old x-men from like the 1960s to like the modern day so this is when like cyclops was like a teenager or whatever and then they've also brought back um iceman and mr beast and whatever yeah there he is there's iceman he changed out of his ice form and now he's a human again Jesus Christ, man. 
that's so trippy that he just wasn't a part of the ice uh, the the x-men and then where is it where's um there she is um where fucking um what is it uh fucking like wolverine's genetically genetic clone i forgot her name the girl with the two claws in her hands and the one in her foot like she becomes wolverine by the by, like I like some people were like, oh man, that's dumb that she became the fucking you know like um, fucking uh you know uh, the new X Men. She looked badass in that suit, man. Holy shit! One of my favorite like things about the X Men, or not one of my favorite things, but one of my favorite like storylines was definitely like, which one was it? It was the um the fucking. <clears throat> it was the one where they um were fucking uh Scott Summers uh has like the Phoenix and I just like oh man I don't I don't I haven't read that one and I really really wanted to read it. I think this is it the death of X part of a series of story arcs destroyed with being hold on. If you're not like in a comics you're probably like Tony Four can we literally do something else besides like talk about comics no super important yeah so cyclops in the main universe is dead for like a bevy of good reasons reasons excuse me <clears throat> in the weapon x facility which they have built into a school the new Charles Xavier School for Mutants, an all-female book titled simply X-Men. During blah, 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 blah. Astonishing X-Men was canceled, and in its... Man, X-Men has been, like, on the... X-Men is one of, like, the coolest comic books ever, bro. Like, I'm surprised that nobody was, like, you know... Like, we're gonna have, like, another Spider-Man animated TV show, but what we're not going to do is we're not actually gonna, like, fucking redo X-Men. It's like, Really? Where's the X-Men where fucking he gets the fucking God damn it. Where he like gets the fucking um Phoenix. What's that saga? I'll just look it up on Google instead of like looking it up on Wikipedia. X-Men Cyclops Phoenix. Which one was it? Phoenix 5. There we go. Where it's like he fucking embodies the Phoenix. And then it's like Emma, Emma Frost, like fucking Colossus. It's like, where the fuck is Wolverine, bro? I'm so out of the X-Men loop. 616, Earth 616. Where is it? I got to read this now. Do I seriously have to read this one? Yes, I do. I was, I was about to say, after the Phoenix Force was split by Iron Man, it possessed Cyclops, Emma Frost... Namor, he's like an underwater mutant, I think. Colossus and Magic. These X-Men, now known as the Phoenix Five, return to Earth to bring forth tomorrow. Holy shit. They also fucking look badass, too. God, Emma Frost looks so awesome. Cyclops is probably my favorite. And then it's like the cool thing about this 
about like the Phoenix five was that like, as soon as they started to like beat the Phoenix five, right. The, um, the Phoenix would start to spread to like one person. It would become more concentrated. So it would become like the Phoenix five and then the Phoenix four, three, two, one. And I think Cyclops kills Emma Frost to take her Phoenix. So that way he could become the strongest one. Holy shit. The Phoenix five built a grand new utopia, a floating fortress for mutant kind. They began working to provide power, food, and water for all the Earth. Not con- not content with just that, they outlawed war altogether. The Avengers, however, mistrusted the Five, wishing to prepare for the day when the Five would lose control and become destructive. They tried to retrieve hope from Utopia. Utopia is like a mutant safe haven, a safe haven that um, like Magneto tried to build. Oh, and by the way, hold on. As I like talk about fucking um the x-men and stuff like that and Iceman being um being a part of like the original x-men and things of that nature like they bring back Iceman and he's in like this new fucking suit right and the beast has him like in this holographic projector or whatever not in this holographic but he has him in like this containment field hold on and then they're showing them in like their original costume so yeah they keep up with the canon too i love this tv show because it like it does such a good job at like reiterating on some of the old canon stuff while also like 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 while also kind of like reinventing some of the other stuff as well. Like it's really really awesome what they do with this TV show. Goodness gracious. Bobby Drake, yeah. That's his name. I mean because he's Iceman, he can just live a normal fucking life. Hold on, I gotta watch this. And then they're showing him and his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. But, like, Bobby Drake, depending on, like, when you get him, like, when like when he's in... Oh, then he runs off and then he runs away. And then I'm guessing she found a new girl or a new guy, right? Or she's murdered. Yeah, she got fucking murdered. Holy shit. Yep. The girl that he likes got fucking murdered or taken or I don't know. Whatever the fuck happened. Let me let me finish off this. Grand new Utopia. The Avengers, blah, 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 blah. Hope from Utopia. Cyclops and Emma alone defeated the... Holy shit. Cyclops and Emma alone defeated the Avengers, but they were saved by the timely intervention of the Scarlet Witch who transported, who teleported, excuse me, the Avengers and hope to safety. Scott realized they needed to hunt down the Avengers, imprisoning some of their members while the rest were outlaws. After Namor tries to finish them against Cyclops as well, he's defeated by the combined forces of all the Avengers present in Wakanda, their hideout. After Namor fell, his portion of the Phoenix was bequeathed to the rest of the Phoenix Five. The Avengers escaped to an unknown location for the X-Men, and Charles Xavier telepathically alerts scott to stop his actions or he will be stopped and i think this is when scott kills charles xavier he's like you were my father and then he like burns him with his uh with his like laser beam as the number of avengers were shrinking day after day the phoenix four's lust for power and tyranny only grew professor charles xavier attempted to rescue the avengers that were trapped in magic's limbo prison but the rasputin siblings detected their presence before they could escape the Avengers fought the Rasputins to a standstill until Spider-Man caused a distraction, one that managed only to buy enough time to convince the siblings to fight each other for their share of the Phoenix Force. 
The ensuring fight caused both to fall down and lose their portions of the Phoenix Force, only later to discover that both Scott and Emma were powered from their teammates' fall. Emma starts to cave into her dark side, killing a man who once committed a hit-and-run against a mutant and later acting more tyrannical to the point of threatening anyone who's not worshipping her. Holy shit. Okay. Scott, conf <laughs> Scott confronts the Avengers in Kan Lun, which is like, I think... Um, the Iron Fist era, or area, or whatever, you, if you know comic books or don't know comic books. Uh, searching for hope, only to be surprisingly beaten by her after she absorbed the powers of Scarlet Witch, the Shao Lao dragon, and much of Cyclops' Phoenix Force. With a single punch, Hope sent Scott to the moon, making him realize that in order to defeat her, he needs Emma's power. So this is when he fucking murders her. Cyclops cannot find himself... To take the phoenix from Emma, despite the fact that she taunts him, she tries to tempt him to burn the entire world and start again from nothing, but Cyclops refuses her. Their conversation is interrupted when they are attacked by the combined might of the Avengers and the X-Men. Professor X uses his telepathy to try and shut them down long enough for the Avengers and X-Men to take them down. Cyclops finally gives in and takes Emma's portion of the phoenix, becoming the sole wielder of the phoenix force. After Xavier tries to shut him down again, Scott kills him and completely loses control of himself, becoming Dark Phoenix. That's not the end of it. It's just like the beginning, right? I'm telling you, man, like, comic books are fucking dope, but they've got to, like, they have to figure out how to make them, like, more modern, you know, and more accessible. Because there's, like, some, you know, there's some really, really awesome stuff in comic books. What happens it with the Dark Phoenix saga? He dies, right? Like as annoying as Scott is, some sometimes like as as much as like a goody two shoes as he is, like he does have some really really awesome like parts, you know. X Men road trip. Where's the fucking Dark the Phoenix? Here we go. Here we go. Blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. I'm watching. I'm not watching. I'm, like, reading part of it. Hold on. Oh, no. This is the, the first Phoenix Saga. Where's the second one? Emma Frost, yeah, the, you know, his side chick before, like, like the thing that I, I always liked Emma Frost more than I liked, you know, Jean Grey, but, you know, just my opinion. It's like Emma was kind of edgy and gothy and Jean was all like, you know, was all like, you know, like a, just very basic, you know. I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Cool. The X-Men present view. Blah, 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 blah. Where is it? The X-Men present viewed. Scott is insane, but listen to what he had to say. Scott explained. What, what, where is this? This isn't the Phoenix, right? This is the mutant revolution. Hold on. 
So this is just when he goes. No, this isn't the Dark Phoenix. This is when he just like fucking goes to um, Magneto, right? And rejoin the X-Men one day. He, blah, 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 blah. As Cyclops and Emma Frost delved into traces of the, of the mist so, and had a quick killing him almost as he laid. So a, a dying and confused Cyclops pleaded to Emma, pleaded Emma to, to not let it in like this. What is going on? Where is the Dark Phoenix? Oh, okay. Cyclops traveled to the insurrect incursion point in Manhattan where the heroes, blah, blah, blah. Cyclops now completely in control of its immense power. Mutant Sanctuary. Okay, I think. Hold on. Goodness gracious, this is so just ridiculous. Cyclops was transported, blah, 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 blah. Cyclops and the other heroes transported. Cyclops and the other heroes were transported. A lot of transporting. How does it, like, I don't, I don't understand this. Okay. Okay, so Cyclops is dead, right? Kept Cyclops' death a secret and created a telepathic projection of him using Cyclops' guise and having him act as she, she believed he, he would. Emma allowed him one last act of heroism, projecting an image of him facing down the, the Inhumans after having masterminded a plot that resulted in the transfiguration of one of the Terrigen clouds, rendering it harmless to the mutants, humans, and inhumans. In a final confrontation, Cyclops was killed by Black Bolt. He was given a hero's funeral by the X-Men, where Storm gave the eulogy honoring Cyclops' life as a teacher, hero, warrior, and mutant, with only Emma and later Havoc knowing the truth about Cyclops' death. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, like, Cyclops becomes fucking just, like, I mean, a douchebag. <laughs> just a little bit. I mean... God, man. And then on top of that, I don't understand why he just didn't fucking go with fucking Emma Frost. Way better. Way better. In my opinion. Yeah, I got super sidetracked by fucking Iceman to the point where I'm like, I got to look up the Dark Phoenix trilogy. Then Cyclops becomes just like, again, he was like one of my favorite X-Men ever. And then he's like, becomes a douchebag. Mm. Anyways. What was I talking about? <clears throat> oh yeah, I was gonna play um where is it? I was gonna play um Cyberpunk. Do I still wanna play Cyberpunk? Man, I'm like in this weird spot in the game right now. And I kind of wanna read Anna Karina and I kind of wanna like, you know, actually go to sleep. 
in like a reasonable hour and a reasonable time. So I'm just gonna like put the controller down 24. Put the controller down. I just did some laundry. I was running low on clothes. The hoodie that I'm wearing, just washed it. Smells clean. Feels clean. <coughs> Excuse me, I feel damn good in it. <clears throat> and boy, am I tired. Goodness gracious. I can't wait to fucking just hit the hay tonight at like a legitimate time instead of having to like constantly be tired all the time. I don't know. I was super tired today. But another day goes another day goes by and another one. I don't I don't I don't know. I'm just tired all the time. I'm just happy that this day is like finally over with, I guess. I don't know, it was super fucking like it was super fucking stressful, I guess. I stopped chewing so much gum. I just chew it now after meals and stuff like that. But yeah, like I don't know. Today was just stressful. This right here for anyone who ride with me. Hurt me laugh, watch me cry, did time with me. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. If you like this podcast, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find my podcast, 24's podcast. Raiders versus Chargers tomorrow. I'll be back for it. We'll be casting it all like we normally did before last week before I ruined everything. And um, we'll get back to it. Ladies and gentlemen, till then, hope you have a fantastic day. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Get the quicker time pass. Some people live in the past, others live in a flash. Giving your picture perfect life, it could be gone in a flash. Texting on your way to work, and now your brain's on the dash. We all powerless, especially people think power lasts. I ain't cowardice, but sometimes wish I live behind a mask. Cause facing this world is such a rigorous task. Yeah.